that. Exodus chapter number two, if you looked at the bulletin this morning, uh, you will find the name of the lady in which we will talk about this morning. Her name is Jacobed. And uh, for many of you, and this, many of you may or may not know um, who she is. And uh, many of you will probably can tell, can probably tell me who she is, um, but didn't know that she was the mother of the person we will talk about this morning. And uh, this lady's name is mentioned twice in the Bible, and it's mentioned in in this text. It doesn't even mention her name in Exodus chapter number two. But she is a very important person in the story in which we will read and in the story in which we will tell this morning. I want to try my best to give you a thought concerning this. In a room full of mothers, and not only that, but in a room full of Christians, we can all learn from this mother this morning. In Exodus chapter number one, there is a Pharaoh that takes over and a Pharaoh that is, his decision was to make sure that all the young people that were born, if they were female to keep and if they were male, uh, they were to toss them into the river and to kill them. And uh, can you imagine a government trying to tell you that kind of thing? In my mind, it's hard, in our minds, it's hard for us to even envision something like that taking place, that a government would say something like that. But this was the time in which Moses lived. Moses was born in a time period when he should have been thrown into the river instead of living. And we'll look at this scripture here in, in Exodus chapter number two, where a mother makes a decision to trust the Lord. The Bible says in Exodus chapter number one and verse number 22, and the Bible says, and Pharaoh charged all his people saying, every son that is born, ye shall cast into the river and every daughter ye shall save alive. What? This Pharaoh was doing, he waxed against the Lord. He was against what God was. He was against the children of Israel. The children of Israel were slaves in the country of Egypt, and they were serving their bondmen. They were serving their, their master in, the, in, in Egypt, and Pharaoh wanted to make sure that they were not going to overpower them, and part of that was to throw away all the young men that were born. So we're going to read a couple verses. We're going to read 10 verses in Exodus chapter number 2 and verse number 1. The Bible says, And went a man of the house of Levi and took the wife, a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. When she could no longer hide him, she took him uh, an ark of bulrushes and daubed it with slime and with pitch and and put the child therein, and she laid it in the flags by the river's brink, and his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. 
And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river, and her maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept. And she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and, and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go, and the maid went and called, to the, called the mother's child. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. And the child grew, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she called his name Moses, and she said, because I drew him out of the water. I want to draw your attention, if you will, to this mother in this text. Every one of us, <coughs> there's not a person here today that uh, you're, you're here today as a result of a mother. Some of your mothers played a huge part in who you are today. Some of you were, maybe there was someone in your life that wasn't your biological mother that came in and, and helped and was a mother to you, that encouraged you, that strengthened you, that helped you, maybe helped take the place of where your mother could have been or would have been. But many of us are in this room today. I am in church today because as a huge part of my mother. And I thank God for my mother. But the Bible says that this took place and a mother named Jochebed made a decision to take this child and to hide that child. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter number 11, Hebrews 11 is what we would call the great faith chapter. And in this chapter, it begins to talk about Moses. And it talks about how Moses had great faith. But there's something interesting that I see in Hebrews 11... The Bible says, by faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months. Now, I want you to think about this for just a second. In Hebrews 11, in verse number 23, it says, by faith Moses, when he was born. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was born, I don't recollect what took place. I don't remember what happened after I was born. I mean, there were probably a few years that are hazy to me, okay? I don't, I don't, don't laugh at me. I don't remember, I don't remember when I was one, okay? I don't remember throwing a temper tantrum. And I don't remember getting my tail tore up, okay? I don't remember all those things, being one, two years old. My earliest memory is probably about four or five years old. And maybe you could, maybe you could go back to your earliest memory where you can remember maybe you was two, three years old. I don't know how early back you can remember your earliest memory. But I would venture to say none of you can remember when you were three months old. 
<laughs> well, most of you can't remember what took place yesterday. But truly, the Bible says, by faith, Moses, when he was three months old, Moses did not have faith at three months old. Moses doesn't remember who he was when he was three months old. But do you know why Moses had faith at three months old? Because he had a mama who had faith in God. I mean, I understand the dad played a role in there too because those three, first three months had to have been the most scariest points and the most scariest months of their life. If you've ever been around a baby, a newborn baby, even an older baby, you understand exactly what I'm talking about, trying to keep them quiet. You know, and I, in, in my mind, I envision this, and you say, well, look, look, I envision this. When that baby's quiet, now we can stick a passy in their mouth. Shut up, man. Be quiet. Here. Right? right? It wasn't like they had plastic passies and all that fancy gadgets we have now. Turn on a movie for them or turn some music on for them or turn the little light on their bed and they won't scream at night or whatever it is. Uh, look, they didn't have any of that back then. So mama and daddy made a decision that they would hide this baby for three months and keep them quiet. They didn't have nice glass windows that seal up the house and make sure no one could hear the baby screaming next door to them. They didn't have the, they didn't have the comforts that we have and have the blinds pulled like they are and the soundproof rooms that we have and all of that nature. They didn't have that. Their windows were open and their neighbors could see them and they'll hear them. And they had to hide that baby for three months. My, what a job. Mama had to make sure. Mama was a slave. Mama worked. I don't know what she did as a slave, but she was a slave. So I don't know how. It wasn't like they gave her six weeks uh, leave from her work. I mean, that didn't happen. It wasn't like that she was getting three months paid off and, and she was sitting at the house. No, I mean, probably a couple days after she had that baby. All right, slave, get back to work now. I don't know where she took that baby and she put that baby on the inside of her and put it under clothes and made sure that baby didn't make a squeak, didn't make a sound as she was out there working, as she was out there doing the job that she was supposed to do. But all of this was doing this. All of this was preparing what Moses was to become. And by faith, Abraham's, I mean by faith, Moses' mama put and made sure he was safe for three months. What faith? What faith that she would defy the government? What faith that she would put faith in God that says, you know what? I know the government's told me to kill my baby. I know they've told me to throw him in the, in the river. But I'm choosing to follow God. You know, I'm going to tell you this just as much. It takes just as much faith today as it did back then to follow God. And you realize, you realize that we're not faced with death if we don't. You follow God. There's no, there's no throwing you in the river and drowning you because you don't listen. How strong is our faith? 
When I look at that, when I look at, when I look at Jochebed and I see that she took that baby and she made sure that baby stayed quiet, she made sure that baby stayed fed, she made for, sure that baby was taken care of, she made sure that baby didn't want for nothing for those first three months because she had to hide him and protect him and pray for him and ask God that he would protect her. Protect that baby. My By faith, she made that decision to do that. But again, I say it had to have been a mutual decision. Jochebed, I told you to throw that boy in the river. Now look, I mean, that that conversation didn't happen. That boy's being too loud. You better go throw him in the river. We think about that. We don't grab the the full understanding of, of that. The government told you, throw the baby in the river. Do it. And if not, they're going to come get him. And they're going to do it for you. But by faith, she trusted God that he would be safe. And by faith, she trusted God that that, that baby would be, would be secure. You know, there's been things in your life, Mama that you've made decisions by faith, trusting God that he would see you through, trusting God that he would make a way when it didn't seem like there was a way, defying against all odds. You, by faith, trusted God when some would have turned around and went the other way. Maybe you're not a mama, but you've defied odds by putting faith in Christ. And hey, you need to make sure that we have that faith like Jochebed. If we went around the room this morning, I wonder how many could even know the name of Moses' mama had I not begun to start off with her name. But Moses played one of the most important roles in Israelite history. Not only was Jochebed the mother to Moses, but she was also the mother of who else? Who else was related to Moses? Miriam? Aaron. And Miriam. Aaron. Boy, did he play an important role in in Israelite history. You think that law was still standing when she was supposed to throw that baby in the water too? She hid that baby and by faith trusted God that he would take care of that baby. But not only do I see by faith of those first three months, but also, but I also see by faith, look in, look in Exodus. Look what, look what she does in Exodus. Not only does she keep him for three months, but she also by faith, <coughs> verse number three, when she could no longer hide him, she took him an ark of bulrushes and daubed it with slime and with pitch and put it the child therein, and, and she laid it in the flags of the river's banks. You know what she did? She took that little bitty baby, that three-month-old baby. I remember, where's the little, what, he's back there in the cry room. He might be crying in a minute, but like, little Lucas, he ain't little no more, is he? I remember when he was born, and he's just a little bitty guy. 
about three months old, how, how big does a baby get? She couldn't hide him no more. And she made a decision that she would make this ark. And she sat down and she, she made sure that this ark was, was, was complete and made sure this little basket, if you will, was complete. And she made sure that it was sealable and the water couldn't get in. And, uh, and she made sure that the, that the place that she would set Moses in, and it was a soft place and a, a perfect place for him, uh, make sure that it was a, a place that she could take Moses and lay him into that basket and he would be secure in that basket. And, and think about by faith. The Bible says Abraham. I keep saying Abraham, but Moses's mama leans down in that. It leans down in that basket, and I can just see it. And she lays that baby in the basket. She's talking to him, and she tells him, "I love you, Moses, and I, I just pray for you, and I love you, but I can't keep you anymore. I've got to give you to the Lord and let Him protect you, and let Him secure you, and let Him take care of you." And she takes that baby Moses, and she puts him in the basket. And she covers him with the lid. Uh, and she lays him down in that river. And she lays him down there. I can just see it in my mind. She's praying, oh Lord, take my baby. Take this basket. Take this baby and protect it from the, from the snakes. And from the alligators and, the, and all, the, all those animals that are out there. And she pushes him off into the water. And she prays that God would take care of that little ark. By faith, she took what she had and gave that in the basket and pushed it off into the water. Boy, that's scary. If I put Alyssa in a basket and pushed her off into the water, she'd scream and holler. And she's nine. That little baby. I love you. Not knowing if she'd ever see him again. Not knowing if she'd ever kiss his cheeks again. Not knowing if she'd ever hug him again. Bye. But by faith she did that to protect Moses. And as that basket started floating down the river, I can see it probably wasn't alligators, right? Alligators don't live over there, right? Probably crocodiles, right? The crocodiles stirring in the water and God taking that basket and steering it the right way. That basket could have went anywhere. That basket could have landed anywhere. But God took that basket and he pushed the flow of the water to the bank, to the bank where Pharaoh's daughter was standing. Well, that just happened by accident, didn't it? And Pharaoh's daughter leans down there, and then all of a sudden God pinched his leg. Ah! <laughs> he starts screaming, you know. God needed that baby to get somebody's attention and run down to that basket. And as that little bitty baby was standing there screaming that, hey, open that basket up. And there he was, a precious little baby boy. And she leans down and picks him up. What else melts a heart of a woman than a little bitty baby? 
And that Pharaoh's daughter says, we need to get somebody to take care of that baby. Oh, I got somebody. I know somebody to take care of him. My mind, again, Jacobed's probably at home, weeping, crying. My baby's gone. Hey, I'm looking for Jacobed. Is she home? Hold on just a second. Let me go get her. They need you at the door. She goes to the door. She's wiping away the tears, holding her composure. Said, hey, we found a little baby in the river. Would you like to nurse him? Well, sure, I'd like to nurse him. Bring him here. And God brought that baby back to Jochebed so she could keep him and she nursed him until he was old enough. Hey, it wasn't illegal anymore. It wasn't wrong anymore. And God brought that baby back to her and she weaned him until he was weaned and gave him back to Pharaoh. He became Moses, the leader of the children of Israel because a mama decided to put her baby in a basket and trust God for it. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months and put him in a little basket and gave him a shove. What a huge decision that Jacob had made. Can you imagine that conversation, how that went with her husband? Well, I want you to think about this for just a second. We're going we're gonna to get ready to close. But I want you to think about this. It's by faith Moses' mama made a decision that she was going to hide him. By faith Moses' mama decided that she was going to put Moses in the basket. And because she put Moses in the basket, and because she hid Moses in the basket, she got to nurse and wean that precious baby boy. I want to ask you something. What do you need to put in the basket? What are you holding on to that you won't trust God for? What is it that, that you will not trust God for? I've got it. I'll handle it. You take care of your stuff. I'll take care of mine. You take care of that. Truly, truly, I need to put my four children in that basket and give him to the Lord. That's the first thing I need to do. I can't raise my children on my own. I can't send them in the direction on my own. I can't do that by myself. I can't even begin to think about that. I need to make sure my children are in the basket and I give them to the Lord. Every parent in this room today, you need to put your children in that basket and give them to the Lord. Amen. If you haven't already. You realize, and I've said this before, but you realize as a parent, you have one shot. You have one arrow. Once that arrow is released, you can't get it back. If you've ever been shooting before, 
and you've ever shot a, a gun, when that bullet is released, you ain't stopping it. It's already gone. Parents, you have one shot with your kid. One opportunity. That's it. One. You know what? My house is noisy. I have four kids. It ought to be noisy. But there will come a day when I will miss that noise. Because it's quiet. When all of them are gone. But I have one shot. Don't be so anxious as a parent to get rid of them. Be so anxious as, your parent, as a parent to make sure that you're shooting them in the right direction. Put them in that basket and trust God for them. Hey, hey, what is your problem you're dealing with this morning that you won't give to God? What is that addiction that you have and you won't give it to God? And you immediately, when I say addiction, everybody thinks of, uh, oh man, it's the bad stuff. No, I'm talking about a cell phone or a computer or internet or whatever it is that you're addicted to, that you, you spend more time with that than you do God. Hey, put it in that basket and give it to God. We need to make sure that, hey, if you have something that is a problem, something that you're dealing with, I can't bear these burdens on my own. I was talking to someone just the other day, and they're going through difficult times, and they're, and they're struggling. But I want to tell you, the Bible says, cast all your care on him, for he careth for you. Look, I don't understand all of your troubles. I don't understand all of, your, all of your weaknesses. I don't understand all of your mornings. I don't understand all of those difficulties that you're facing. But there is someone who does, and the someone who does is, is controlled of the basket and if you will give that trouble to the Lord he'll help you go through that trouble he'll help you go through that trial he'll help you through that addiction he'll help you through that difficult time in your life he will help you God will help you but you have to cast your care on him because he cares for you so take your cares and take your troubles and take your problems and take those difficulties in your life and lean down today and put them in that basket and ask God to help you with them and trust God with them and trust God for them. I'm a man. I'm only human. I have things in my life I need to give God in the basket this morning just like you do. You need to give your children to the Lord. You need to give your problems to the Lord. Give your difficulties to the Lord. But also, you need to give your service to the Lord. It's time, as a Christian, that we serve God. How can I serve Him? What can I do? Give Him your service and say, All right, God, I'll let you have it. Here's... My service, but I'm going to close with this and I'll be done. Well, how about this? Why don't you put your life in the basket? And say, Lord, here's my life. Here's my life. Take my life and let it be. Consecrated, Lord, to thee. Here is my life. Now, I'm done. You struggling with stuff? You having difficulty with things? Give God your life. What's wrong with that? He's not going to mess it up. 
You know what? In this life, we can mess things up. We can mess things up, can't we? How many of you guys have ever messed something up? You ever messed something up? Oh, man. Wow. Wow. I have never messed anything up in my life, ever. You know what? If you, can, you and I mess up, guess what? We're going to mess up in life. Girls, sit down. In the back, sit down. Miss Stacy there. Um, but I'm telling you, I'll mess up. But God ain't going to mess up. He took that basket and he put it where he wanted it to be. No different than what he'll do with our life. He'll take our life and take it where it needs to be. Maybe you're struggling with that this morning and you're like, I don't want his control. I don't want him to take control. I don't want, I don't want him control of my life. Oh, here it is. You'll take it and we'll mess up. But God in control, it ain't going to. Lord, I love you. Thank you for this morning. Lord, I pray that you've used